Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week, looking at Project Baby, how Project Baby can become all consuming, we become obsessed about it, it can take over our lives. How do you stop that happening? How do you continue to have some balance and flow and not let your life become Project Baby? Well, let's dive in and find out. I often talk about Project You versus Project Baby. And we know that how Project Baby can just take over our life and life seems to go on hold. A client recently said that Project Baby doesn't take over your life. Project Baby becomes your life. And I really like how she said that and I can really resonate with it. You know, we've been doing an own Project Baby journey with those also some some years ago, definitely became our life everything was focused around the baby journey what do we do decisions became consumed about how other people have babies and we don't and it just infiltrates all aspects of life starts questioning you know, your expectations of life, your kind of unconscious plan or how you life, thought life might pan out. You start thinking about the future. What does that mean? We recently renovating our, our house. And as you listen to this, it's probably still in the thick of it as these things take far longer than you ever expect. And again, it feels like it's become our life. It's very easy to get so absorbed in that realising actually there's more to life and is there more to life having a baby it feels like it isn't it feels like it is life we become so obsessed by it it becomes our life because the thinking that underlies that project baby journey it truly believes our survival is dependent on it I know that sounds really crazy but it's true as part of us thinks our survival is dependent on having a baby. If we backtrack, if we unpack this. Of course, it's not really about having a baby. It's the beliefs, it's the stories underneath that. And when I work with a client, we begin to explore the emotions around the journey. It might be fear, it might be anger, it might be sadness. But we track those emotions back. There's a theme. The thinking, the story, the emotion, stuff and start at quite a young age. Well, it's nothing to do with a baby back then. Back then it may be fear of not succeeding, fear of being judged by parents, fear of being alone because their best friend have gone off and deserted them and been on a friendship group. There's all sorts of experiences we have as a kid. The remaining part of our brain thinks our survivors dependent on the pack being secure and our position in the pack being secure 
And that's because our emotional intelligence is not fully formed to later teenage years. Surprised that this mammalian part of our brain becomes quite dominant. And it's thinking what it needs to think to, to feel secure, to feel safe in the tribe, that we're not judged, that the tribe is secure. And of course we know as adults, we don't need all that. We are okay. Of course we know that as conscious, logical thinking adults, but unconsciously those life scripts, those stories we pick up as a child become, become unconscious, they become thinking habits, beliefs. Beliefs are just thoughts we have frequently so the habitual thinking which I say in my language I could say turns us outside in I'm okay if I'm okay when it's thinking our survival is dependent on these external things the tribe being secure but it's not true our psychological well-being is not dependent on anything Baby and toddler just knows they're okay psychologically. They don't need people to like them. They don't care if people don't like them. They're living what I call inside out. And because part of our brain thinks our survival is dependent on people liking us or us not falling behind everyone else and thus we're failing or going to be rejected, all those stories that underpin our psychological and emotional experience of this journey. See, emotions are not about having a baby. The emotions are our thoughts about all these other stuff behind the scenes being triggered. And actually we have irrational responses. An emotion is a rational response. And I don't mean as in you shouldn't be having it. We're human, we're going to have, we're going to have feelings, we're going to have emotional responses. But sometimes we think an irrational response is when we overreact to a situation. Someone's being irrational because they're overreacting. Well, any emotional response is actually irrational because it's not actually about the current situation. An emotion is telling you you're no longer looking at life in this moment. You're no longer being present to reality. You're looking at this situation through the filter of past thinking, memories, and projecting that into the future. You're living in this movie in your head. An irrational response is not overreacting. It's any emotional response is actually irrational. Why someone has an emotional response, they're not open to hearing logical, rational thinking. You can't talk them down. You just gotta love them in it. Just gotta love them in it. So yeah, Project Baby does take over our life. Project Baby does become our life because the psychological thinking underneath it actually thinks our survival is dependent on having a baby. And again, I know that sounds crazy in the cold light of day. But that's the psychological unpinning we need to do. That's what I do with working with the client. We unpin all that. We unhook all that. So you don't need this emotional response. Of course, we know it's an emotional response, but pressure and tension to our body, which is not going to help anything, then it becomes a vicious circle. We need to break that cycle. For you to know you're okay, whatever happens. It doesn't matter if people don't like you. It doesn't matter if you're living a life different to other people. Yeah, we can feel heartache, we can feel sad that we haven't got the things we want. But those feelings come and go more easily, don't take over our life. We're holding on to a feeling, we can't let it go, it keeps coming back. It's hooking into something deeper, a deeper story, 
that you really need it, your survival is dependent on it. But you're okay. You're okay. You're going to be okay. Life is a contact sport. Stuff happens. Crap has Shit happens. Excuse my language, but shit happens in life. It's not personal. i never forget, twice I've seen this, two different people who have had life-changing accidents and they end up in a wheelchair. One guy was shot by a gang. And many years later, in fact, it was um, the programme Queer Eye. My wife loves Queer Eye. I quite enjoy it as well, actually. But he was on, this guy was on Queer Eye. And, and one of the things they did was go in to meet the guy that actually shot him. He was, he, the guy that shot him went to jail, was out of jail. And the guy in the wheelchair just looked at me and said, thank you. I, I have no, no anger towards you. I want to thank you because actually what you did changed the course of my life. And don't get me wrong, this guy in the wheelchair spent a year and a half, about 18 months in a deep depression after the accident. Because now his life is completely different. He loves his life more now in a wheelchair than he did before. He's found a sense of purpose, a passion for life. He's happier. And there was a Paralympic... A, saw from the GB uh, Paralympic team and she was interviewed and saying, oh, you know, would you, would you want to have your legs, you see your legs back if someone gave you your old life back, would you take it? She said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love the life I have now far better than the one then. It's not a life she ever, both of them wasn't a life they planned or expected. And I know as a coach, they used to do these, um, make this year the best year of your life type workshops at the beginning of the year in January each year and he used to get them to the, 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 the participants to review the previous year and write down all the things the highlights of the previous year and they make their list and they get them to go down it and identify the things on that list which were goals they were actively working towards and which were just things that happened happy coincidences or just things evolved that way he says consistently two to one towards happy coincidences. We, we think we need our goals. The thinking holds on to it so tightly because it thinks our survival is dependent on it. But it's not. What if it's not? What if you're going to be okay whatever happens? What if you're really going to be okay whatever happens? What if you can let go of the expectations for life and be just, no, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Whatever happens. It's having one hand knowing you're okay. The other hand having the desire. And holding it lightly. Because you know you're going to be okay. That takes the pressure off the process, off the journey. Whatever happens, you're going to be okay. You're safe. You're loved. You're safe and you're loved for who you are in this moment.